to episode 13 of the fantasyhoops.tv podcast bringing you all things NBA fantasy. My name is Ben Vallis and I'm joined by the playoff bound Nicholas Spicy Dice Paradise. Uh, hey man, how you doing? I've been much better actually. I only just learned today that I am definitely not in our league's playoffs. Um, thanks for nothing Miles Turner. <laughs> More on that later. As always you can find us on Twitter at fantasyhoops.tv and on our Facebook page fantasyhoops.tv give us a subscribe and rate us five stars that's really going to help us out uh coming up on the show we're going to discuss some of the awesome waiver wire performances of the past week and of course the real meat of the show we're dishing out all of the best fantasy tips for the upcoming week uh you're probably heading into the playoffs if you're doing better than me um so some of these tips i think uh, are going to go a long way uh we'll also get into some of the latest and greatest news from around the association but first, Dice, notable performers of the past week and just after the All-Star break, in fact. Yeah, so uh, one guy I believe we gave a shout-out to in the last podcast and um, you can probably look to him uh, in the meantime is Reggie Bullock. He is averaging, or sorry, has averaged over the past week 14 points, 2.3 assists, 2.3 boards and 2.3 threes, uh, filling a very good role for Detroit. And actually, uh, my... Uh, uh, opposition manager <laughs> in fantasy this week had him on his bench uh, for the uh, the final day of our matchup, which uh, helped me. Shout out to uh, Tim Neal. Uh, thanks for doing that, mate. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So I really needed him to beat you to give me any chance of uh, mm. making the playoffs, and him leaving Reggie Bullock, who has been performing quite well uh, on the bench, uh, mm. has not done me well at all. Mm. Uh, so look, Reggie Bullock, uh, he's been performing quite well. Uh, since the trade, uh, the big Blake Griffin trade, which we discussed in the last episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Wilson Chandler is another uh, top performer of the past week. He's put up uh, 18, 60, and 3 against the Spurs uh, just recently. That was uh, just a few days ago. A few days ago. Yeah, he's been uh, scoring really consistently uh, since early February, and he's really st- stepped up over the past five games, so that's been good to see. Yeah, well, as a Nuggets fan, I can speak to that. Uh, Wilson Chandler started the season abysmally um, after having a career year last year. I think a lot of people would have gone this year thinking Wilson Chandler was going to continue that trajectory, but uh, he started the season just terribly. Um, Whether or not that was anything to do with Paul Millsap or his vegan diet, uh, (laughs) yeah, he just just didn't... um, even begin to imitate the numbers that he was putting up last year. But he definitely fits that role now for Denver with the spacing and the shooting that he offers with Jokic at the center spot since uh, Plumlee has gone out. So Wilson Chandler, along with all the other Nuggets players, benefactor of uh, Jokic's amazing production, which we'll (laughs) touch on later. I'm sure we will. (laughs) Every podcast. Um, yeah, there was uh, a few other guys to mention. I think up next, Dante Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. So he put up uh, 22 points, 12 rebounds, and four assists in 27 minutes off the bench against Charlotte uh, in Brooklyn's last game. Mm. Uh, so he's been the benefactor of some extra minutes and some mm. production uh, with some injuries there uh, mm. for Brooklyn. So he's been doing quite well uh, since the trade. Uh, definitely worth a look uh, in the upcoming weeks. 
Mm. Uh, and Dice, uh, tell us about Kelly Oubre Jr. So Kelly Oubre Jr. for the Washington Wizards, he's had you know, a bit of an up and down season, but he's he's one of those guys that is probably work, lurking out on your uh, waiver wire. If you feel like taking a punt on him, maybe do so because given the fact that John Wall is out, uh, it's kind of a uh, it's a job by committee over in Washington. So he's yeah. averaging uh, 15.7 points. 50% shooting from uh, inside the arc, or maybe that's in totality. Totality, yeah. In totality. Yeah. But he's also shooting 47% from three-point. Um, he's averaging three boards, two assists, a steal, and a block. So that's pretty good numbers for what could be a six-man kind of guy off the bench um, for the Wizards right now. Yeah, and those stats we should add, uh, all of these stats are in the past, in uh, the past three week. games or so. So in the past week oh. since the All-Star break. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, Mon- Montrezel Harrell. Yeah, I believe I, I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, so he has been doing quite well uh, since, uh, in particular since the Blake Griffin trade with a mm. great shot conversion in limited minutes. Uh, also uh, good for a healthy number of blocks and steals. Look, despite his minutes, uh, the third-year big man's typically aggressive style and solid work on the glass render him a viable option uh, for those in deeper formats. Mm. Um, so definitely worth a look uh, in the upcoming weeks or so. And, uh, and last but certainly not least, Dice, Joe uh, Jingle Jangle Ingles. The, the Aussie All-Star. The Aussie. Yeah. Um, so in his last game versus the Mavericks, uh, Ingles actually recorded his 150th three-pointer of the season. That's in awesome what was his 60th game. Yeah, um, and he currently ranks third in franchise history for most three-pointers in a season. Uh, that's so that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I yeah. don't think there are too many Australian NBA players that would have their name etched into a franchise record book. Well, yeah, like and that, Simmons so. is getting like all the attention yeah. from, uh, from our fair shores. Yeah, but uh, Ingles is still crushing it for the Jazz. Um, and so we'll go on a little bit. And uh, the 30-year-old has six consecutive double-digit scoring efforts. And although he's currently, quote-unquote, mired <laughs> in a modest three-game slump from beyond the arc and shooting just 31.8% from three. He's still rewarding fantasy owners with what is his best offensive month by far. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Joe Ingles. Mm. Uh, he's been bowling for the Boomers uh, in you know tournaments uh, years past. Yeah, he's reliable. It, it's good to see him uh, doing so well in the NBA and those Jazz are... Uh, they're uh, just really bowling at the moment. So yeah. I'm glad to see that he's a part of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a, a favorite of the podcast, Donovan Mitchell as well, obviously um, mm. bowling his little heart out as well and mm. uh, recently winning the dunk contest, which was great as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty amazing to see. The dunk contest uh, was actually a, uh, very entertaining this year. We'll touch yeah. on that later. I, I think. was surprised. Uh, look, now we'll get into the upcoming week. Uh, you may be heading into the playoffs uh, if, like I said, you're uh, doing better than me. Uh, mm-hmm. Dice, uh, still a credible uh, fantasy uh, source of information here. Yeah, he my, my opinions are relevant here. Absolutely. So, um, um, so, yeah, we'll cut to you, Dice. All right. So, uh, for the upcoming week, uh, which I believe will be the first week of our league's playoffs, um, you've got a whole bunch of stuff you want to keep in mind. The, the thing you want to remember in bright lights, you should have uh, ingrained into your mind for the next uh, fortnight, if indeed your playoffs do start uh, this coming week. Uh, five games, you've got Sacramento. Sacramento are the only team playing five games, and the only team playing two games are San Antonio. Avoid. And avoid San Antonio. Um, I believe Pal Gasol today, he tweaked his knee. 
Really? Yeah, he tweaked his knee a little bit. Um, so, you know, if you're not entirely confident, he is going to uh, get it done for you over that first uh, fortnight uh, matchup in what could be uh, the, the first uh, round of your playoffs. Um, maybe look at dropping the likes of Pau Gasol. But also for... Um, the, this first round of the playoffs with Sacramento, you've got the likes of Willie Cauley-Stein, De'Aaron Fox, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Buddy Heald, Scalabissier. There's a whole bunch of Kings players that probably over the season you've written off as a fantasy manager. Yeah. But well, n- now they're, they're suddenly relevant. In particular, De'Aaron Fox with uh, George Hill traded to the Cavs. Mm. De'Aaron Fox, uh, he's kind of the man now um, mm. from the point guard standpoint uh, for the Kings. He was out the last couple of games with pink eye. I don't know oh. if he was like sniffing <laughs> too many farts or yeah, I don't know whatever it may be. I don't want to know what's going on I there. don't know. Whatever causes pink eye. But he's back. Uh, he's healthy and he's playing five games this week. So mm. uh, definitely worth a look. Yeah, I think uh, Bogdan Bodanovic also has uh, a lot of value as well. Uh, he's young. Uh, Vlade Divac actually really, really, really likes Bog- Boggy D. Well, he won a- MVP of the Rising Stars game as well, which is great he to did see. Too. He was hitting some crazy threes. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. That like was awesome. curry range threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude can shoot. Uh, and, you know, quite a few teams have four games uh, yeah. this week. We won't run through them. It's every team that isn't Sacramento or San Antonio. <laughs> They've all got four games in the first week of what is probably a two-week matchup um, yeah, for the playoffs. Whole, there's a whole bunch out there. So we'll be back in a week to uh, support you and help you through the, the second week of uh, your playoff matchup. So mm. don't fear. We're not um, We're holding out on the you. Lurch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be there for you. Uh, upcoming week, uh, one guy I want to talk about is Daniel Tice. Mm. Tice is nice. So mm. Aaron Baines, he went out uh, early in the game against the Pistons earlier in the week mm. uh, with some sort of funny bone injury. Mm. Uh, he appeared to cork his elbow at some point. Mm. Um, and Tice came in and actually put up uh, 19 points uh, in the remainder of that game, which was crazy for um, the German rookie, who is 25 years old. So not a rookie to the game of basketball professionally, but a rookie to our league. Uh, he's been averaging over the last couple of games since the added minutes, 12.5 points, seven boards at just under 77% uh, field goal yeah, percentage. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah, he's been doing really well, and he's been starting ever since. Um, he's going to get those added minutes, and he can shoot the three, so he can really space the floor for the Celtics there. Yeah, I um, guess he's one guy that would definitely be out on the waiver wire for um, fantasy league managers if you're not that's provided you're not playing in like a 15-deep league. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him on a roster in our 12-man mm. league uh, points league at least yeah, I, think he's um, out, yeah. I think he's out there in our league another guy probably for the Celtics is Marcus Smart right oh definitely yeah, yeah. so he's added over the uh, past uh, two games he's been back I think it is yeah. 11 and a half points shooting 64% uh, percent, uh, from the field five and a half assists two and a half boards and one and a half steals so yeah, like I like Marcus Smart. I think he fills a need for Boston and he could potentially fill a need for fantasy managers because he's probably going to run that second unit more often than not. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. You, in your Cats leagues, look, he's probably not available because he's giving you those steals and those mm. defensive stats uh, quite regularly. Mm. The Celtics really slumped while he was out. They were maybe going to trade him for uh, Tyreek Evans. Um, mm. Since he's been back and since we've been playing well in our defense, I say our, I say Celtics defense has been revitalized. <laughs> a Celtics fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's clearly been um, as uh, because of Marcus Smart. So mm. um, he's been doing really well and the Celtics as a result have been doing 
really well also. Yeah, don't go punching any picture frames, Marcus. No. Did you hear that he uh, he punched that picture frame and this only came out recently um, in the few days sort of after the All-Star break mm. when there were more sort of um, interviews going on mm. and apparently uh, a shard of glass went like three inches into his hand and only barely missed some like vital tendons oh that are like required for general hand use, let alone NBA hand use. Mm. And uh, if it had struck those tendons, he would have been out for the rest of the season. He's not a lefty, is he? Uh, no, he's a righty. Yeah, so that would have been his dominant hand. Uh, I, well, I would assume he's punching with his yeah, dominant hand. So yeah. yeah, but regardless, like um, so close. But anyway, yeah. he's back, and um, if he's available, <sighs> he's definitely worth a look. Yeah, given the injuries that we've had this season, I think uh, the Celtics would be happy to see him come back. Yeah, sooner now, rather than later. Speaking of which, uh, Robin Lopez. I don't <laughs> think it's injury related, but um, he's Might been as well be. he's been perma banned basically yeah. from the Bulls, who are in yeah. full uh, tank command mode. We the band hammer. <laughs> Yeah, they are seriously tanking for um, the last draft in which um, like the, the, the draft odds as we know them are used. So mm. they're trying to get that number one pick mm. um, before the odds are more spread out. So he's been sat down um, for whatever reason, probably for that reason. Uh, so David Nwaba, mm. uh, in the last couple of games, 17.5 points, much better than Miles Turner uh, ever, ever did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, seriously, it's going to be a recurring thing throughout the rest of uh, probably the life of our podcast well into the future that I'll just shit on Miles Turner so Miles Turner was my just to sort of deviate a little bit my second round pick in the uh, fantasy uh, draft for our main league this year and yeah. I named my team after him my, my team is named Miles Turner Overdrive Miles Turner No Drive No Basically, Determination yeah zero, zero drive zero determination um, and I put a lot of my um like uh, emotional sort of needs yeah. on the, the shoulders. You of had this. a lot of stock riding on Miles Turner. Yeah, this twenty-one-year-old yeah. like kid, basically, uh-huh. um, and he sucked all yeah. year. He put up thirty-five fantasy points in the first game, and then just like didn't play a bunch of games. And when he did, um, was very underwhelming. Mm. And Sabonis actually was the benefactor of that, and he's been really, really good. Anyway. I digress. David Nwaba, much better than Miles Turner. 17.5 points, 65% field goal percentage. I said percent twice there. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nine rebounds. Yeah, that's so astounding. While the Bulls are tanking towards uh, zero uh, or number one in, in draft pick uh, terms, uh, David Nwaba is definitely worth a look. Mm. Now, Dice, Jimmy Butler, he went down with a uh, meniscus mm. injury uh, in a recent game. Yeah, and there tough. are some minutes there to be sort of reinstated. Um, and, you know, Tibbs, he likes to really uh, put the minutes on hard, whoever's starting in his league. Yeah. Um, who do you think, aside from Andrew Wiggins, is going to be the benefactor of that situation? Uh, one guy, I think, more than uh, the other that's going to benefit the most will be uh, Nemanja Bialica. Another guy you could look at would be maybe Jamal Crawford. But I think Bielitsa, um is probably going to be the most solid addition if he's looking out on uh, your waiver wire or free agency, yeah. whatever you care to call it. So Bielitsa, uh I think he's believing that he's been in the starting lineup a couple of times. Uh, how many games have we been since uh, Butler got injured? Is it one or two? Uh, uh, it's like only that. been like one. Yeah, so Bielitsa was elevated to starter status, but um, he's averaging over the last week, is it? I no, think? so these are his... Uh, sorry, I should have told you that before we recorded. These are his per uh, 36... Per 36 stats. stats for the season. 
Well, so it's kind of an indication as to what maybe his stats would be playing yeah. starter minutes, which yeah, for well, Tibbs under, is at under least a, 36 minutes. <laughs> under a Tibbs system. Um, so per 36, uh, Nemanja Bialica is on 12.9 points at 48% uh, field goal with seven boards, 2.3 assists, 1.3 steals. That's pretty solid. Um, and I think it just rings true that uh, Tibbs likes to have a five that he can lean on hard for a game. Um, he doesn't... Uh, as five? A starting five. Oh, right. He okay. likes to have a starting five that will play the majority of the minutes. Yeah, um, totally. I'm sure Derek Rose Almost fans... Almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Derek Rose fans know what I'm talking about here. Um, so, Bielitsa, um will be elevated to starter status, and there is actually no timetable for Jimmy Butler's return. Uh, I actually used to work with a guy right next to a guy who's a Timberwolves fan. Uh, shout out to Matthew Whiteford if you're listening. <laughs> um, condolences, but yeah, I think uh, with Butler going down, Bielitsa is the most obvious ad at least for the next week. Um, but looking at our schedule, Minnesota may only be playing three games for the upcoming week, so it's kind of a trade-off. Um, but if Bielitsa is um, lurking out there, take a look at that because I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, totally. And like you said, he's going to get those minutes. If you own uh, Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns mm. or even um, Taj Gibson, then you're probably looking at a bump in their stats. Oh my gosh, if I can just say quickly, Taj Gibson has been like one of those dudes that would have been drafted in your fantasy oh, yeah. draft. And he's just been crushing it. Like, In fact, second round, I could have drafted Taj Gibson ahead of Miles Turner. <laughs> and he's had a better season. I, would have, I than probably Miles. would have made the playoffs. Yep. Thank yeah, you again, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Turner. Uh, look, that's all we've got for the upcoming uh, week tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewind, mm-hmm. play it back. That's that's gold right there. Um, so uh, you know, hopefully you can factor that into a winning uh, playoff run for yourself. Also, also one thing I should call out, uh, we have a neat little uh, feature uh, at the very top of our website where we call out, we remind you guys, the team's playing uh, five games in a week or the, the most games in a game week and the team's playing the least amount of games in a game week. We also sort of recap the guys that you might want to add and the guys that you might want to look at dropping for whatever reasons. Yeah, it's a wonderful reference for our fantasy information. Yeah. We don't do advertising. We don't have any clutter on the website it's a great resource um, for all the wisdom that you're getting in your earbuds right now nice so, and uh, clean check it out. Uh, set it as your home page uh. yes there is a plane flying over <laughs> the house right now as we record in the, uh, in the elegant Fantasy Hoops TV uh, studios Okay, so yeah, uh, the set the set the uh, set the website as your homepage, and you'll see as time goes on more and more uh, tantalizing fantasy tips and resources and tools being added for your benefit. Absolutely. Uh, now look, uh, we move into news from around the league, and um, something that is piquing a lot of interest: um, Zaza Pachulia. Um, maybe a bit of a dickhead. Maybe this has been known yeah. uh, for some time, yeah, but. He recently took a like a sort of a football style dive, a very destructive one, onto Russell Westbrook's ankle area, yeah. and yeah. you know it, you watch the the clip from whatever angle you like, whatever's available to you, and it's it's hard to dismiss the idea or rule out the idea that it wasn't intentional. Hundred hmm. percent. Um, yeah. Look, the guy's a repeat offender. Um, he's as uh, I'm sure some of you know. He's uh, been involved in some past incidents. He's got a record. He's got a track record. 
And look, if you're repre- if you were representing Zaza Pachulia, defending his character and integrity right now, uh, look, you'd say to him, "Plead guilty. No one's going to believe your story. You might get off with a lesser sentence because it's just yeah, the right? point where he's been involved in too many altercations, and the the evidence is just far too incriminating. Like, there's no way you can defend this guy right now, in my opinion. Um, you, some people want to say, look, his his knee was hooked. You know, Nick Young as he was falling, no, no. Zaza Pachulia was obviously like the biomechanics of like Nick Young's toes in the back of his knee might have no no way might have forced him to fall on Westbrook. But the way he fell. It's just the way he fell. He very, very consciously decided, I'm going to fall, not forward, but he fell on a bit of an angle and tried yeah. to do everything he could to to just hurt Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and I, I read all of the headlines before I saw any of the footage. Mm. And at, at first, I was questioning the motive. Like, why? Mm. what does he have to gain out of injuring Russell Westbrook like sure you could say that there's a rivalry between mm. the Warriors and the Thunder mm. but the Thunder are in eighth at mm. the moment the Warriors are in first uh, sorry second so they're not mm. even uh, immediately bound for a, a first round playoff matchup but the, the Thunder are, you know they're interesting they're a good team and they're, they're sl- sort of slowly totally. coming together as the season goes on but they're not a championship threat particularly coming out of the West at the moment no. and I couldn't understand uh, the motive that Petrulia would have in trying to injure Russell Westbrook uh, but then you watch the footage as you said and he so decidedly falls on yeah. his ankle yeah. and you can see he gets to a point where he could just easily stabilize himself and not fall over and yet he continues to sort of dive towards yeah. like a, a very like, there was almost one point where he kind of juts his knee out and tries to catch Westbrook's head yeah. It's like I've seen it's multiple crazy. multiple angles of the incident and I just think um, it's far too damning. Um, you, you could, even as the dodgiest defense lawyer, you couldn't be completely confident in defending Zaza Pachulia right now. So, yeah, 100%. Zaza Pachulia is a dickhead. Um, if you disagree, feel free to uh, tweet us or comment on our Facebook page. Let us know we're wrong. But in my opinion, total dickhead. Yep, absolutely confirmed, dickhead. Uh, and before we move on to the next bit, uh, Express99ZZ, a user on NBA Reddit, made a post. A few of Zaza's past I- incidents, you decide. Mm. And there's no less than 12 uh, prior incidents um, of clear intentional sort of injury giving to uh, to other players around the, around the league. He's a hitman. So, He's a thug. He seems to be all of those things and, and more. And totally a dickhead, like we said. So, um, I don't know. I, maybe karma comes around to get him. Um, Zaza, if you're listening, come onto the podcast and defend yourself, please. Yeah, we, we want to talk to you, man. We, we know we're a very uh, popular podcast and listen to uh, heavily around the <laughs> league. So, uh, surely he'll contact us as a result. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, look, moving on from the Zaza Pachulia thing, uh, we want to talk about, uh, and I'm, I'm surprised this isn't a segment on every podcast. Um, Dice um, is, as you probably all know at this point, um, obsessed with uh, Nikola Jokic. That's the god that he prays to uh, and worships heavily on a daily there basis. Is, there is no god. Yeah. There's uh, only Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that's uh, basically a t-shirt that you should have huh. 12 of. Huh. Um, Nikola Jokic, Dice, take it away. <laughs> so Nikola Jokic uh, has averaged a triple-double in the last 15 days. Uh, In case you need any reminding, uh, that's 12 rebounds, 11.8 assists, and 25.5 points, also with uh, one block. 
uh, over the last 15 days. That is amazing. Um, today against Houston, he was actually two assists shy of yet another uh, triple-double. Also several points shy of a, a win, I believe. Uh, it was only five or so. <laughs> mm. um, but another tidbit for you all, um, Jokic... Um, recently just joined uh, the one and only Wilt Chamberlain as the only players 6'10 or taller to ever record three straight triple-doubles. So not only has he recorded more triple-doubles than all centres combined over the last two seasons, not only has he recorded more triple-doubles than the King himself, LeBron James, in his first three seasons in the league, but in my opinion, the guy should have been an all-star. Um... We spoke about this a few episodes back on the podcast. Um, I think it has a lot to do with uh, Denver as a franchise and their market, but Carl Kuzma got more all-star votes than Nikola Jokic, and that's a goddamn travesty. That is a travesty. As much shit as I put on you and on Jokic as a person and a player, mm. um, the fact that Kuzma got more votes um, in any just, realm, in any mm. forum, than Jokic is uh, is insane. Well, just imagine Jokic uh, in the all-star game. I'm sure he'll crack it at some point, but the guy, when he is given the ball to run the offense, he sets everyone up around him. So in an all-star format where it's like hyper-scoring... Mm. He he could be in line for super amazing all-star numbers. Yeah, well, that's tricky with the come. all-star game because, you know, Giannis is a guy who excels with the ball in his hand as well. And uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons and uh, the Starters podcast just in the last couple of days. And they were both sort of saying how um, Giannis didn't perform uh, very well at all in the All-Star game because because of the the star caliber around him, mm. he wasn't um, he didn't have the ball in his hands for a lot of the game, mm. and therefore it almost didn't seem like he even mm. knew where to be. Yeah, and it would kind of be interesting to see, based on what you just said about Jokic, as to if he'd suffer from the same um, ailment. Look, for the last fortnight or so, for me, it's been an ultimate "I told you so" moment every single day. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I'm confident. Jokic would thrive in the all-star format. Um, it's actually funny you mentioned Giannis because Jokic was second to uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo for most improved player last season. That's true. Mm. That's true. Um, but there's no end, I guess, to when you can win that award. And now that he's played a full season and at this caliber and particularly coming on strong Jokic this is towards mm. the end of the season uh, he may mm. well be up for that award uh, yeah, this year most, most improved is always an interesting award um, but I don't think his numbers have bumped up that much where it's it's going to elevate him again into it that might discussion. be worth another look yeah, uh, and like the sort of yeah. thing where they go, okay, so we we didn't, um, you know, do this guy uh, justice last year, and he has um, held up um, in all senses in terms of the numbers and you know the, the caliber in which he plays, and the the Nuggets are up there in the seeding now in the West, and it might be worth um, from that standpoint. Yeah, look, if they look. if they get a top four seed, then that's that's right up for grabs. Um, one guy I think that might be uh, in the uh, most improved discussion would be uh, probably Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's Why? had a cracker of a season. Uh, how so? In my opinion. I mean, he's been out a lot of the season. He was on the trading mm-hmm. block. The, mm. the Grizzlies actually sat him out for an uh, extended period of time mm. while they actively shopped him. Mm. Um, immediately, he's the guy that comes to mind, but I'm sure there yeah. are probably a few more worthy players. Um, one, <laughs> yeah. other guy, one other guy we should probably underscore um, from... Uh, the past week or two uh, this kind of stems into our past week performers but it's generally it's it's fallen into our news from around the league segment because he's just destroying worlds right now is um, Anthony Davis 
So Anthony Davis is averaging 39.2 points, 14.4 boards, 3.4 steals, 2.8 blocks, 1.8 assists, and 1.8 three-pointers while leading the Pelicans on a five-game winning streak. Yeah, a five-game post-boogie injury mm. winning streak, which is insane. Yeah. It, it, the sky's the limit for this guy if he stays healthy. Um so I think for the Pelicans right now, they're still battling for that uh, playoff seeding. And AD is doing everything he can to keep them in there. Uh, yeah, he's only uh, 24 years of age. And, you know, he's had some Seems like he's concerns. been in the league for forever. Yeah, um, and, you know, he's had some inj- injury concerns, um, but he's still just an insanely good player. Uh, they're currently six in a very, very mm. tight uh, Western Conference uh, battle. Well, there's, I think the news came out today or a headline about it came out today. There's only a 1.5 game difference yep. um, between the three seed and the eight seed. Yep. And so like the Nuggets, for example, are now down to eight. They're Sorry, down to so eight. That, correction, that's not the Thunder. They're up at seven now. Mm. But they were up closer to six or five um, just earlier, in, like earlier yeah. in the day. Yeah, we were right? at five. We were at five. So we lost to Houston today. Houston uh, now uh, on 12 straight wins at 46 and 13. And the little Nuggets are at uh, 33 and 27. They are two wins better than the ninth-placed Clippers and one win less than the seventh seed Thunder. So it's super tight out west. Um, Yeah, it's fun. Like, every game matters, and that is not often the case sort of in late Mm. February, March. Uh, in mm. you know what's been referred to as the doldrums of the NBA mm. season, so uh, one it's of good these, to see. yeah, one of these teams is going to miss out on the playoffs, and um, I think it'll be a travesty for whoever it is because they're all really good teams. Like obviously, I dislike actively dislike the Thunder, but you know the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Wolves, the Spurs—they're all really really good teams, and one someone's going to miss out. Um, that might not... Well, I mean, it's always going to be the case that, like, you know, a, a very prominent sort of lower seed team misses out in the playoffs. But Adam Silver was very sort of prominent um, in his discussions while interviewed around All-Star uh, Week, uh, not only in, in potentially uh, changing the playoff format to just top 16 mm. teams around the league rather yeah. than eight from each conference, yeah. but also having a play-in tournament towards the end of the season where and I, I'm sorry I don't have the exact details uh, in front of me right now but basically between the 7th and 10th seeds they would have a little mini playoff series what you mean like a wild card like they have in baseball or something yeah yeah, yeah. where they'd have like a little mini series um, to decide who of those lower seed teams um, actually makes the, the mm. playoffs well the only reason I say uh, one of those t- aforementioned teams are going to miss out you've got the Jazz right now at 31 and 29 and their schedule for the remainder of the season is super super skewed in their favor. Um, yeah. I think the Jazz will creep up into the playoff picture. I think so too. And yeah, I mean it's they're all all these teams between 1 and uh, what's that the 10th place Jazz are playing really good basketball right now. Yeah, it's good to see. It's very interesting. And, uh, you know, it's less the case uh, at East, so it's good to see a bit of tightness there. <laughs> but, you know, going back to what we're talking about, uh, Anthony Davis has just been absolutely insane. And the I really bro. hope that, we, you know, obviously it would be great um, to see 
uh, Boogie as part of the Pelicans team that goes into the playoffs, but mm. just more Anthony Davis, please. Mm. Like after the regular season, even though you know they might potentially will probably lose to whoever they play in a higher seeding in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. We saw him a couple of years ago uh, in the playoffs in the only time that he's ever made them, and while they were swept by the Warriors, mm. uh, he played so well that whole series and was so entertaining to watch him basically go like mono mono him against the Warriors. Yeah, there was uh, just. Quickly, uh, there was an interesting quote uh, from Anthony Davis in the last week or so saying uh, if uh, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, DMC, didn't get injured, he believes they were they were on track to be a playoff force. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which, which I agree with. I actually really like the offense that uh, New Orleans have been playing with this season. And yeah, I mean, I can't see any reason why if they get to the big dance that they couldn't uh, upset someone. Moving on, Isaiah Thomas uh, was quoted um, My old friend. saying he didn't think the Cavs would move so fast to trade him. They were in panic mode. Mm. Um, my thoughts on that are, of course, they were in panic mode, mate. Like, you, you came back from injury, um, and uh, Isaiah Thomas was probably expecting this. Fans were probably expecting this, and the Cavs fans in particular who jettisoned Kyrie Irving for the return of Isaiah Thomas uh, were probably um, in the mindset that Isaiah Thomas would fill his shoes. Um, Not the case at all. Uh, He had a great first game back for the Cavs and then uh, basically shat the bed um, for the time well, that, that was there. when they had like that all-time worst defensive rating, right? Yeah, and it, you're not exactly going to bring Isaiah Thomas in to help with your defensive rating. Like mm. he's a zero on the court. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just like astounding that he comes back, and uh, I think it was when they were running Kevin Love at center. Um, it comes back and it's just uh, they can't defend to save themselves. Yeah, and a guy whose impact on the floor is generally scoring. Like, mm. you're there with Kevin Love. You're mm. there with, you know, J.R. Smith, who is kind of the same deal. Like, he, his impact mm. is scoring. Oh, yeah. 100%. And obviously, LeBron James. Like, you're not going to be who you were in Boston. No. And add to that, you know, your coach is Ty Lue, not Brad Stevens. Not Steven. Brad Stevens. Yeah. So, like, you're not just going to be the best version of yourself. I think the real question is, is he better than Miles Turner? Uh, at this point, uh, if you want a, a list of the players in the league who are better than Miles Turner, Google list of players in the NBA and then manually omit Miles Turner from that <laughs> list and then you have a list of all the players who are better than Miles fucking Turner who I just I honestly it keeps me awake at night how how bad he was this season and my, my advice to you uh, maybe you're in similar shoes as I am and you, you didn't make the playoffs my advice to you in the next draft is draft players who are good yeah. don't draft players who you think are will be good or are promising yeah. to be good just draft good players. Yeah. All the people in our uh, main league this year who did that are in the playoffs and mm. all the people who didn't are out of the playoffs. Yeah, you want, you want sure things, not Miles Turner. Yeah, don't try and be clever. Don't be like, this is going to be a breakout year. Like until they have that breakout year and are then available to you in the next year's draft, don't do it. Mm. Um, so look, tweet us at Fantasy Hoops TV. Uh, tell us your biggest draft regrets oh, this yeah. season. We're, we're excited to hear that. Um, you certainly know mine. Um, <laughs> it's not only a draft regret, it's it's a life regret. General I, life regret. I, I Honestly, like, you know, I tell my wife about it and she keeps telling me to shut up, but she's the only person I have to talk about. I don't about care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I, like, honestly, it, it kills me. Mm. Um, so, and anyway, um, you know, before we move on, Isaiah Thomas, like, good luck to you on the Lakers. Um I genuinely hope that you find some success 
coming off the bench for a rookie on mm-hmm. the uh, historic rival of the team that you excelled on. That's, that's a nasty situation, but he probably shouldn't have been so vocal to the press um, in a team that is surrounded by the spotlight you know, of LeBron James. Probably yeah. not a good idea, and he yeah. found himself traded. So yeah. I don't know why he's surprised that he got traded away uh, so quickly, but obviously he was part of the reason that he was, or they were in rather, quote, panic mode. Yeah, so, slapping, slapping his gums and GM LeBron didn't like it. Yeah. Anyway, we've got one more point before we uh, move on. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova dice. Yeah, so Ursan Ilyasova, minor footnote here, but Ursan Ilyasova, uh, I think he's yet to be officially bought out by the Hawks, but that is, in the, that is in uh, the works there. And he plans to sign with the Philadelphia 76ers, which is interesting. It would add yet another uh, shooter off the bench for them. He's going to compete... Uh, Four minutes with the likes of uh, Robert Covington, uh, Trevor Booker, Dario Saric. So they've they've got a few uh, swingmen type players now that can actually stretch the floor. So if you are an Ursan Ilyasova owner, and you've probably seen him performing pretty well over this season so far, he's not going to resume the same sort of role in Philadelphia. So maybe look to jettison him. Yeah, and this isn't a, a fantasy-related point, but the Sixers are a, a predominantly sort of young team on the up, mm. and uh, adding another uh, NBA vet to their squad, mm. I think, is going to do great things for them. We've oh, totally. seen, um, you know, them take uh, a rise since the addition of JJ Redick, and more recently Marco Bellinelli, who's been playing fairly well yeah, off the bench Belly. for them. Yeah, um, and the Sixers have won a lot of their most recent games. I don't know the exact stats, but it's like. Uh, Possibly all of their last nine games or so. Yeah, well, they're currently seventh in the East. Uh, but they could easily upset a top team in the playoffs. Like, yeah, as a Celtics fan, totally. Celtics are currently in Second. two. Yeah. yeah, so that would be that the would be initial playoff rivalry. matchup. And, like, in a playoff series where Embiid is, like, rested and not, um, uh, you know, taking any games off because of the, the pauses um, between playoff games, mm. I'd be genuinely worried about, about that team. Yeah, I think of all the teams that the Celtics could look... Uh, to be facing in the first round are uh, the likes of the Sixers and probably also the Bucks would be terrifying. I'd honestly rather play the Bucks. You know, they've mm. got Giannis, but it kind of drops off from well, there, whereas the Sixers are scary and who knows what Embiid could do in his first uh, playoff, uh, you know. Is that his first playoff appearance? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, the, bu- the Bucks are only one game better than the seventh seed Sixers, so something yeah, to keep an eye on. So there is a bit of tightness there yeah. in the East. It's all very tight right now. Yeah. Um, one thing we should probably move on to, uh, the All-Star game. Yeah. What did you think? I actually didn't watch it. It's been yeah, probably right. the last three or four years I haven't really, wa- I haven't watched the All-Star game itself mm. um, because personally, I really like tight games. I like to see players trying on both ends of the floor on defense. Well, it's interesting um, you say that because yeah. the game met that criteria. Yeah, yeah I watched so it. I heard. I watched it at work. I, I do this thing at work um, because the games are on in the middle of the day here in Australia. I uh, like put it on uh, my phone on League Pass and then I wedge my phone under like the stand <laughs> that my monitors are on so it perfectly sort of fits under there. That's and amazing. I can watch the games and no one else at work is uh, any of the wiser. And I was watching the, um, the All-Star game um, and also, I just want to say this, I, I timed my lunch break for the 12 o'clock start of the All-Star <laughs> game, and like 30 minutes later, I'm still watching Kevin Hart do the I remember you talking about that the Fergie, the Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, it was honestly very poorly done, all, all, like until the game started, 
all of that was just unbelievably did you, bored. Did you tune in just as Fergie was massacring the US national I saw anthem? all of it. Like, oh, I saw yeah. that. I saw the intros. I heard so much about that. It sounded horrific. The only good part of the intros, in, in my opinion, was when um, Kevin Hart introduced Kyrie Irving. And then as Kyrie Irving was working off, walking off the stage, uh, Kevin Hart was like, the earth's not flat. <laughs> and like, Kyrie Irving just looked at him like, dude, don't talk to me again and don't even look at me. But the game itself was uh, very, very good. Um, because there was a team LeBron and a team Steph and team LeBron uh, won, spoiler mm. alert, uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, T, uh, LeBron is a, a man of great pride, as we know, and the fact that the, the team had his name on it, mm. um, and I didn't think of this until after the game, but like, of course, a guy with the ego that LeBron James has is going to lead Team LeBron oh, of course. to victory. He's not going to defer to anyone. Yeah, and they went down by, you know, fairly, like, by double digits at some point, mm. um, but in the fourth quarter, like, both teams were playing hard and, uh, and playing really well. And there was some really solid defense being played, and yeah. it was just great to see. Um, yeah, so I saw I saw a couple of highlights from uh, the All Star game itself, uh, a couple of blocks here and there that were, you know, just uh, the antithesis of what I have come to expect from the All Star game uh, itself. So it's interesting to see whether th- that trend will continue, and I think the All Star weekend could probably the format could probably do with a, a few ch- changes, a few tweaks. Yeah, well, they, they said they're going to televise the draft next year, oh, which really? will be great. I don't know when they'll do it. Hopefully, it's yeah. right before the game. Yeah, we were talking about that in a prior episode. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, it's definitely going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see the league just, like, trying to implement these changes to make things more interesting, like, beyond just the playoff situation and the seating and the conferences, mm. but also the uh, the All-Star game as well. Yeah, the, the All-Star game itself actually has uh, a lot of interest right now if they are playing defense. Um, but the format... Um, I think for the All-Star weekend um, has so much potential if you are broadcasting the draft yes. and if they do look to integrate something like a, a three-on-three tournament. Yeah, cut point. out the skills challenge. Yeah. One-on-one or three-on-three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would, watch, I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, and like crazy, obscure, non-All-Star matchups like... Like Zaza Pachulia versus like Marcin Gortat or something, just like two dirty, beastly European players just like going hard against each other in front of like a full stadium <laughs> would nah, be just, amazing. Nah, to just see. slot Jokic in there and he'll he'll give the give the people what they want. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, that just about does it for episode thirteen of the Fantasy Hoops TV podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Hoops TV or on our Facebook page Fantasy Hoops TV. Give us a subscribe, rate us five stars. We're a new and upcoming podcast, still at episode 13. That's really going to help us out. Mm. Uh, Please do. Thank you. Absolutely. Look, until next time, uh, good luck to everyone in the playoffs. Yes, thank you. I will take that good luck. Yeah, no, excluding Dice. (laughs) Everyone else, uh, good luck in the playoffs. Hollands, if you're listening. uh, Boo Earns, I hope you uh, lose immediately and painfully. Uh, Look, we'll catch all of you guys uh, next time uh, in a week or so. Peace. Adios. I got ants in my pants and I need to dance. Come on,